Ronin. All right. And all right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to Juice of the Morning. I am your... <laughs> of course, so welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice of the Morning. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Across from me today is Johnny again. How are you feeling this week? Uh, it's been a long week, man. Exhausted, but excited to be here. Yeah. You know, excited well, to be here. I appreciate you joining me on a Tuesday. Normally, we don't record on a Tuesday. Usually, we do like a Friday or a weekend, but that's because we have an awesome guest with us in studio, Ryan Niemiller. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Let's not, uh, let's not get carried away with that awesome. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this interview hasn't started. This might be... <laughs> I might, well, just, I might just talk about Bitcoin for an hour. <laughs> this might be very boring. You are more than welcome to do so. <laughs> just let me go get seven more beers. All right, all right, all right perfect. No, um, so that's uh, that's obviously the studios above the garage, and that's my wife leaving through the uh, garage door. So that's awesome. But she's that, was, a- that wasn't obvious to me. I was very <laughs> terrified there for a second. I was like, no one seems to be acknowledging what's happening below us right now. No, she's a fantastic lady. She's wrangling the dogs because whenever I have a, a guest here that has not met our pit bull and our little yappy yorkie dog like i don't like them to be out and like bothering people so she's been wrangling them in the bedroom for this for this uh moment right now so man Jen. <laughs> but i'm really excited to have you on the podcast we've had a lot of stand-up comedians um we've had tony foxworthy Derek james devon shoemaker from muncie like a bunch of guys that uh you know um calvin turner like just yeah. talk to a lot of people but we've never had somebody that has had 1.9 million views on their <laughs> youtube audition on america's got talent so that's incredible I mean, I was blown away by that because I was like, I mean, I was looking you up. I've I've seen your comedy before. Like, I've actually gone in person and seen you seen you perform. But I also, it's been a while, so I wanted to kind of refresh. I wanted to actually see that America's Got Talent uh, audition because everybody had been talking about it. Like, I'm the kind of person on social media if I see something that like everybody's tweeting about, everybody's posting, I kind of stay away from it. But like, as soon sure, as I yeah. as soon as I saw I that, did too. Actually, <laughs> it, was very, it was very overwhelming for a couple weeks. So. But as soon as I saw you were on there, I was like, man, I got to I got to check into that. Johnny reached out to you originally to get you on the show. And I was I was blown away that you said yes, because what do we do now? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things like you very rarely get to hear or or talk to uh, the people that I feel like are getting as far into what you're doing as you as you are. And the thing is, is when I listen to the Pat McAfee show, the other stuff that you've done, it, it's not like this was overnight. It was and it wasn't. Right. That, that, that's why it's so been so strange, because I've been doing comedy almost 13 years. That's what I'm saying. I've been a performer for almost 20. I have a theater background. That's what my degree's in. Oh, nice. Like, I've been, you know, an actor, too. But as far as, like, how this has actually sort of blown up, that was literally overnight. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, most people can't pinpoint the eight minutes where their life changed. Yeah. And I know the exact <laughs> eight minutes <laughs> where everything got very crazy Ab- very fast. Absolutely. But. I mean, so th- that's, like, one of the few questions that I had because I took a bunch of notes. I'm not going to get into them until, like, I feel like I really need to. And I, I think I've got yeah, everything kind chat. of – I'm, a, I'm I think, a, I think I've got a everything. conversational guy. Let's just <laughs> chat here. I think I've got everything up here anyways. It's like a steel trap, right, Johnny? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot him every single time last <laughs> podcast that we did. We were doing like questions to the entire group of people, and then we'd get to the last person, and I'd be like, all right, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Yeah, I started texting people like, hey, did he, you guys have like an inside joke running here? <laughs> like, you guys mad at me? What happened? What did I do? But no, uh, like one of the things I wanted to know was when you were in front of the judges, did you have any kind of expectation that you were going to have the kind of reaction that you had? Because you know you've done your material, you're good at your material, but did you think that you were going to get that kind of reaction? Without this hopefully sounding cocky, because that's not the intent, but I did, Yeah. Um, just because this is what I'm most confident about in my entire life is comedy. Like That's what I've worked so hard for. I've prepared for this like that's why you know, i worked 13 years for that moment mm-hmm. and i wasn't gonna let it pass me yeah um I, kn- I knew in the back of my head there was always a chance it could go poorly mm-hmm. because you know like simon cow's notorious for not liking the stand-ups that's just the thing that he doesn't normally care for right so there was that in the back of my head that like oh he might like me but not like yeah. you know the jokes <laughs> i do and all that so that's that was definitely i was preparing for that yeah but but no i was uh I was super nervous before I went on stage. I second. couldn't imagine, dude. Yeah. Like because for me, like not only was it just like so intense, like, you know, knowing this is being filmed for television mm. and these four judges can change my life. It was also the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of. Like, yeah, it was like, that's what I was curious about. What four thousand something? Yeah, four thousand plus. Like the nerves have gotta be wired a little differently once you're yeah. like, Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I, I like those big crowds, but like it was such a sea of people when you're kinda up there. Like, the only thing I did, I went out there, I tried to find where my mom was sitting. <laughs> and, and then after that, I was like, all right, well, yeah, this is just too many people. We'll just do this. I'm not going to worry about it now. Right. So, so, I mean, what what was your, like, initial reaction when, you know, I don't know if, like, the lights hit or whatever it was. Like, once you saw that, was it like, oh, wow, this is this is real life right now. Like, this Yeah, is it, it was very it, – um, you could probably even actually see it when you watch the audition. There was about three or four seconds where it was just, like, a deep breath and, like – Oh, okay. <laughs> like this, because like a lot of people don't know, like kind of like during that day, like you do a lot of stuff during that day too. It's not just show up, audition, go home. You know, oh. you're 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 you know you're doing the interviews that they pull stuff for like the pre package. Like you're 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 running around and you're doing stuff like crazy and you're just busy, busy, busy. And then oh. Some, oh, yeah. and then you forget like. Oh yeah, I have to actually go <laughs> do my talent. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. Yeah, I have to go do the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Now I forgot that's a that's a thing that they want me to do. Um, so just kind of having that moment, like that was like when it first sunk in mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is actually happening. Uh, and then when I got the first laugh for the uh, the very handsome line, go after that everything was you everything was fine. The, you knew Com- you had the crowd yeah, then. Yeah, once I got Comfort that first zone. laugh, I was like, now it's a show. Could now you could you could you feel the crowd too when you had that, yep. that first line? Yep. Because because I was like curious about that because I know that you're a comic, so you've done the you've done the shows in the like smaller places and things like that. So I feel like I, when we've talked to comics, they're like, yeah, I really can like I like the kind of the smaller intimate settings because you can really feel what your kind of energy you're getting. And I was going to ask you, like, with the big crowd, like, could you feel that same kind of energy? Or is it different? Like, obviously, it's got to be somewhat different. It, it's, somewhat, it's somewhat different just based on scope. Mm-hmm. It's just so much bigger. But uh, for me, like, you still have to get the crowd. And it's a little different for me uh, because I have a pretty noticeable disability. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, get people comfortable with that anytime. Right. If I go to Applebee's, <laughs> I got to get them people comfortable with that there. So for me, that was just my way of diffusing. That was the way to get them 
Because at that point, you know, nobody knew exactly what I was going to do. They just right. saw a guy with a disability come out. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's different, and it's kind of weird. Look, like, we don't know exactly what it is. Right. And so being able to do that first line, the, oh, yeah, i got a pretty noticeable disability. I think they call it being very handsome. <laughs> you can, you, I, I, I know how to feel that. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, this is okay. <laughs> and then everyone was on my side from that point. Well, so. and and – like to be a hundred percent honest with you, man. Before you were coming here, I, I overthought it, and then like I got to a point where I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like he, he's dealt with this his whole life. Like I don't need to overthink. Like if I need to get him a drink or like like get something, like get anything for you. You know what I'm saying? Like and I like I thought about it like with like a lot of stuff, and I was like, no, that doesn't need to even be an, a thought in my head, and I just cut it out immediately. Yeah. I'll tell you the general rule just for anybody with any disability, we'll ask. Okay. <laughs> if we need some help, See, I'll there go you ahead go. and ask. And, that, and, and that's, that's what, all you that's need That's the kind of thing that went through my mind because like, I was like, I'm illogically overthinking this because like there's no reason to do that. And like because, like I said, I've listened to you, I've heard your stuff, and I've heard you on other shows, and I was like, Stop that, and now let's think about the stuff that we really want to talk about, which is the stand-up comedy, the America's Got Talent, that kind of stuff. The cool, One of the things that I heard you talking about on Pat's show was the driving long distances and freaking your mom out. Yes. So my, my question to you is, I know the longest I've ever driven, which was 18 hours straight. What's the longest drive that you've done straight that you may freak somebody out by saying? 28 Holy shit! Uh, Pacific Northwest, Uh, basically. Oh my god! Um, And and if you want to call it straight, if you count taking like a two-hour nap in your car as a break, (laughs) then okay, no, whatever. But but yeah, that was basically, um, you know, a lot of people like I drove. This wasn't that drive, but I drove to L.A. for my America's Got Talent audition. <laughs> oh, man. I drove. I, I, I have kind of a reputation. That car doing, out there? Yeah, that little my little beat-up Yaris <laughs> that, that, that I had to put two grand of repairs in in L.A. when I was out oh, there. No. That's a little fun anecdote. Oh, like no. the best thing that's ever happened to me happened, and then I didn't have my car, and I'm two grand lighter because of that. I'm going to be the only person on television bear, borrowing money from his brother. Right. Hey, thanks for <laughs> letting me do this, but can I get 10 bucks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so what about... What's the what's the pay <laughs> for me coming to do this? What's that? Uh, yeah, but I I drove. Uh, I have this. I have a reputation for doing stupid long drives. I like having my car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a fear of flying, really. I just like having. I don't like relying on oh, people yeah. when a, I'm in places. Uh, I'm the yeah, same way. Reliable means of escape, if need be. Exactly. You know? <laughs> or, or, or even just something simple. You know, it's like, uh, oh, it's 11 p.m. I'm in the hotel. I want to get something to eat. Mm. Yeah. Well, oh, that yeah. Be, that becomes a pain in the ass if yeah. you're, <laughs> you know, you don't have a phone to trend. I'm not gonna get an Uber. <laughs> you know, or just, order the like twenty dollar hotel food that's exactly. like a burger and fries yeah but 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 before that audition um i was in indianapolis i drove to upstate new york to do some shows and then drove from upstate new york all the way across the country (laughs) yeah and i I stopped i stopped in my apartment in indiana to do uh uh, to do a little bit of laundry and take a quick nap basically and then drove across the country Man, you are to do a that. Warrior. Yeah, I it, it it's been a really cool thing. Like what's been super important for me about this is that comedians know how hard I've worked for this and they right. know that I didn't just come up with two minutes of like here oh, yeah. I'm a comic. Oh, yeah. like, like they know I'm a road dog. I've been doing this, you know, I've been in the trenches with these other road dog comics. They Complete know I've done it. Admiration for your dedication to your craft. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Yeah, I mean t- 
like I was telling I was telling him about the 18 hour drive I had to Florida. I had all my friends. It was like for spring break. I and, miss those guys. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> as you're driving in 18 hours, like you get into like 14 hours or something like that, and everybody else is asleep. And I start to kind of like nod off and hit the rumble strips, and nobody else wakes up. I'm like, we're fucked before we <laughs> yeah, get there <laughs> because if I fall asleep, you guys are all dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I knew most of these drives by myself too. Yeah. It's just hard to nobody can get the time. Right to like do these kind of right. trips and and go on the on the road with me. People are always like, "Yeah, I'd love to go." No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Trust me, you would not want to do this. So I've, I've got a question for you. Sure. So on a trip like that, I mean, obviously the mood's going to be different as you know the miles pass. But are you just taking? Do you have a certain soundtrack you're listening to? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening? Are you listening to yourself to work on? Figuring yourself out, or are you just kind of sitting in silence and letting the, the carousel go, and uh, you're just collecting your thoughts? I I like a lot of sports radio. No. Um, I'll kind of just do if I find an ESPN station. Um, I'm just a big sports fan. So, are like, you an Indiana uh, guy? Because I because I read the bio saying that you went to LA to do your comedy. No, so. uh, I'm all over the place with my sports team. So okay. I grew up in Northwest Indiana. So I'm a Cubs fan. Okay, for being up there, uh, I am a Dolphins fan. Marino? Yeah, basically. Nice. It was Marino. And then plus when I was a kid, I wanted to be rebellious. Yep. Because my dad was a Bears <laughs> fan. So in my head, I was like, I'll pick the farthest team away. <laughs> and I didn't really know how geography worked. I should be a Seahawks <laughs> fan. But 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 I'm also a gamer too. I used to play a Tecmo Super Bowl all oh, the time. Yeah. And Dan Marino was so good on that game right. that I, and I liked the colors. It was one of those things and it just Dude, became like a real fandom. Love their that. jerseys. No, yep. that's what I always find very interesting because my, my wife's uh family they have really interesting sports teams that they like her By dad's interesting he means they all suck yeah. <laughs> well his dad is a fan or her dad is a fan of the san, san francisco 49ers okay. but that makes sense for like his generation yeah for like the, you know, the you eight, know. that 80s the but he, yeah. he never has any tie besides that but i mean there's so many like all of our dads are like yeah i'm this fan but the 49ers man Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. Say Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. Water boy. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's probably a lot of Chicago Bulls fans from oh, our yeah. generation oh, yeah. for similar reason. You know, the Bulls of the '90s yeah. were so good. Oh yeah. For uh, me, I never thought that was fun. Like I I hated the Bulls not because I didn't think they were good, but it was boring to me. Right. Yeah. Like like right. it's kind of why I was super glad the Raptors won. <laughs> I have nothing against the Warriors. Me too. But I'm like, well, if this team team this isn't. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I like being a Cubs fan. Yeah. Like, well, they're, they're oh, until 2016. Yeah, like, I was like, rough, they'll never win. This is, <laughs> you know, like my teams are. Oh, I have they have reputations for being bad. You know, the Dolphins have been terrible forever. I'm a Clippers fan. Yes, <laughs> they're wow. notorious for yep. being. Wow. Yeah, Clippers was out of spite. <laughs> um, when I, when I first moved to uh, Los Angeles, that's where I started comedy. That was the last time the Lakers were really really good. Mm -hmm. And oh. Lakers fans are obnoxious. Oh my god. And I we're ruining my open mics that. I was trying to perform at like if, oh. if the Lakers lost, it would be just chaos. Jesus, you know that. So like out of spite, and that, at that time the the Clippers were still just terrible. Yeah, yeah. they had well, no run. It was before Blake Griffin. They not didn't, much like, has that. changed. Lakers yeah. fans can't be any worse than Steelers fans. Well, though. actually, I was getting ready. I was, <laughs> I was getting ready to ask as a sports fan, and it's obvious that you've traveled. Who's got the worst uh, fan base? Lakers, Duke fans, Kentucky fans, Steelers. Steelers are terrible. Well, right? I had another team, but uh, you, you, I kind of lost my. What's, thought, what's your other team? Steelers. I don't know. I lost it now. It was oh Patriots. You know Patriots, Duke, foot, Duke basketball, Kentucky basketball, or Lakers fans. Out of that group, I have the most experience with Lakers fans. Yep. So I would say personally, Lakers. 
Um, I don't find Patriots fans all that like, ag- all that annoying. Like, I feel like they can't be that aggressive anymore because with their fandom because they've been winning for so long. Yeah, I, I think it's something we kind of made up in Indianapolis just to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Honestly, <if> like, <laughs> like, I'll tell you, that this might not make me a lot of friends here. Um, and don't tell Pat McAfee I said this, but the Colts are my least favorite team. Oh, oh man, and, that's and, tough. And, that's and, tough. And it's because of... Um, like when I first had moved here, because I'm not from Indy directly, right. I just kind of lived here mm-hmm. off and on for the last ten years. Um, especially when like they were the Colts were really good with Manning and all that. Colts fans were super obnoxious, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it was, yeah. and, and then when they like like little things like holding on, like after they got bad. And they were still like, "Oh, we're the Patriots' biggest." They don't care. The Patriots no, do they, not care. You yeah, guys are terrible. I've said now, it a bunch of know? times. There was a quote from like one of the Patriots players, or no, one of the Colts players. It was like, "Colts Patriots rivalry? What are you talking about? We're their kid brother. They beat up on us all <laughs> exactly. the fucking yeah, yeah straight That's up." What and, and again, it's I, like and, we're not the Texans. Jesus Christ, give us some credit. <laughs> As yeah. we're talking shit, Alex. And, and like, I, I don't fault anyone for liking. Like, it's just not one of those things. But like, like things when you're not like a direct fan, you, I think you just notice. Oh, obnoxious yeah. more because I know a lot of people who tell me Cubs fans are obnoxious and like for me I'm like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but like I, I get it like everyone but like and then like little things like when the Colts hung the playoff participant banner okay. or whatever where you're like come on like I, I'm a fan even, and I wanted them to yeah. get even I was like okay I'm moving good <laughs> like, um, yeah, that, that'd be like if the Dolphins were putting up second place in the AFC East banners <laughs> right. because the Patriots have destroyed them for 20 <laughs> Because, like, the Patriots have won 19 of 20, and if we're like, we got the one! Yeah! Go Dolphin! Put a banner up! Like, no, you're a jackass at that point. Just sometimes you just got to admit when someone has your number and they're beating you down and you, and you try to get better. and you Don't make up that you're like, yeah. it's just silly. I've, I've actually said this on, we do a, I do a fantasy football podcast with a guy named Polly and his, and I've gone on record of saying that I will not be happy if I die and the Patriots aren't bad for an extended period of time before I die. Just a little chill. Yeah, and, and, and they've had such a good – that's one of the things, too, why it's so – like, for me, like, I don't want the Patriots to win because, like I was saying, I like parody. I like Well, win. we've seen it for what, but, but like it, the last five years? Yeah, they've been – the 20 years they've yeah. been good. Like, like especially in the NFL where there's so much more chance for parody. Right. Oh, yeah. That, like, it's just insane that – I mean, and people will be like, oh, they cheat or – you don't. You're, that's not twenty years of cheating right. that makes you like, no. <laughs> you know, right. like that dominant. Like, like sure, that's and, good management. That's yeah, uh, good there, coaching. There's so much more to it, and I think that's why people hate teams. It's the reason I hate the Yankees. Yeah, you know, because they well, they uh, had a huge, obviously had a huge run. Yeah, they have all the like, and they have all the money. It's why I hate the Red Sox now. Nope. It's like, oh, they run well, and they know mm-hmm. they have the money, they know how to spend, they you know how to. Like this stuff like that makes me. That's why I'm like, yeah, when the Cubs won, even though they're like a big market team. It's always it's always being fuck you guys. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, but that's like the the whole the whole underdog mentality. Like everybody's a fan of that. Like everybody's always a fan of like the. And I'm not like downplaying what your fandom is or at all. But I'm just saying that that's our mentality when you're watching like the uh, the March Madness. You like you want that 16 seed to beat the number one seed. Exactly. Always. Like like, like who and wants who wants who's rooting for Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that story. You know, like. Unless you're already a fan of that team, like you're a lifelong. How, how terrible them. though would you like? Because I know, as a Colts fan, like I was part of that like obnoxious Colts fandom. Like, I mean, 
and I was spoiled because I didn't even like really root for them as hard as I do now. And I grew up in that like, you know, decade of Manning greatness. And that's when I first started really paying attention to football. And uh like Eli Manning played for us? Peyton, come on. Get out of here. Yeah, Eli uh, Eli the successful Manning. Two and zero in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Eli Manning. <laughs> but I and and I was obnoxious then, and now that I actually follow it closely and watch the players and like really am invested in it, like I think I'd just be a complete jackass if we were dominant for like five years straight. Like I would just, I would just, I would be a jerk. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it's just timing too, because like the team the Colts have now, I like a lot of the players. Yeah, like I like kind of how they rebuilt and they were terrible. And Dude, I, like I can't. How they I drafted can't wait and, for next year, like, for <laughs> and me, we're probably going to be let down. But I can't, and and that's how sports work. <laughs> As a Dolphins fan, they're going to go eight and eight this year. They're supposed to be tanking this year, and they'll still go eight and eight <laughs> and get like a number nineteen pick. Actually, and if, we'll uh, get nothing again. if you guys are looking for a number one pick, there's a guy. Well, he's local. His name is Curtis Painter. If you uh, pick him up, <laughs> if you sign him, <laughs> oh, please what, don't what, even <laughs> bring his name. Up. What is he going to be behind Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> <laughs> who they got to Fitz, Fitz Magic is Fitz throwing Magic. No, no look passes yeah, in yeah, practice. Yeah, that, that's going to get us our, our eight and eight. Hey, Fitz, Fitz Magic is good for about four games. Let him start the first four, yep, yeah. then just yank him. Put yeah, put anybody else. You in, just got to be bench him every other quarter. And yeah, yeah. The play. Dolphins have like every year. It's uh, we start one and five, and then I'm like, okay, good. We're going to get like a top five pick. This will be good. We can start rebuilding. Then they go on this weird streak where they win five in a row <laughs> to get my hopes up that they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then they end up seven and nine when they lose to the Bills. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I could talk about this all day. I'm very sad. About this. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you're a sports fan. Uh, stuff I've heard also on podcasts and other things. Wrestling. Yep. So... I have not been a wrestling fan since the Attitude Era. That was like my era. I've I like, tried. I, this I loved stuff. it. Um, Johnny, like, do you do you like? I don't think you get into it really that much either, do you? I like the local stuff because I have buddies who do it, like uh, Nate, Nate Spiderweb. Yeah. If you're familiar with I him, know, Nate. uh, Nate's a great guy. Uh, like, I like I like doing those local kind of shows to like support people that I know. But as far as what is it now, WWE? Yeah. It's like I've tried to watch it, but they don't sell me the story the way. Well, it's 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 had a resurgence, but for some reason, like it's not hit anything that is advertising to me because I'm the perfect bait for advertising. Like if you show me something that looks really cool, I'm probably gonna watch right. it or I'm probably gonna like buy it. But I wanted to ask you, what was your like? Is now your favorite time, or like, was there a favorite time that you liked better? What, I mean, what's I, your favorite time? Now would not be the favorite time at right. all. Like, I, I like wrestling just because I like wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things that I, I'm a, I'm a diehard fan who doesn't take it that seriously, yeah. and you don't get that a lot with yeah. people like diehard like. Like I love wrestling, but no fandom hates what they love more than wrestling. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> like it is insane. Like you, you read any internet forum, I'm like, you hate this. Go outside. Like do anything. Get like, off your computer. Like it's so weird. Your blood pressure is probably way too high right now. Yeah. You're freaking out about something that nobody cares that you freak out about. Exactly. Yeah. There's just so much wrestling. Like if just, I just enjoy what I enjoy, and and from doing comedy for years, I've got to be friends with a lot of wrestlers. So. Because they, cause they awesome. have kind of the same grind, right? I mean, oh, like the driving and... It's incredibly similar. Like, outside of what the finished product is, 
it's almost parallel. Yeah. Like that that's why so many comics love wrestling and so many wrestlers want to be stand up comics. Right. It's like it's the same kinda <laughs> I've listened deal. to some of uh I used to listen to Stone Cold's pod well, I still listen to Stone Cold's podcast, but like him talking about the early days with like Kevin Nash and all those guys and he's like, Yeah, it was basically like we take the little bit of money we made We'd all split what we had to for gas. We'd buy a sack of potatoes, and we would just be eating raw potatoes on the road Jesus every day. Christ. Like that's, what <laughs> <laughs> it was fascinating to listen to. It's like, holy, like you, you're, like you're Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're here now, you know. Like right. listening to the meager beginnings that he came from was like, holy shit! Like the grind is real, man. Yeah, that, that's why I'm trying to not take for granted what is happening for me right now. Right. Because I have done a lot of those long drives and eating gas station food. Yep. And, and Oh, worst I- gas station food. Worst gas station food you've, like, you'll admit to eating. Because there's, I have a ton. Um, I usually, I, get, I love them all. I get the same stuff and it's all gross usually. Yeah. But those, like, tornadoes. <laughs> oh, oh like, they're the like, best. The breakfast uh, ones are so yeah, good. Yeah, they're, they're so good and yet, like, so my, my stomach hurts just because I said the words. <laughs> do you ever right put the, now. Do you ever put the chili and cheese on them sometimes? Oh yeah, that's so good. Like, See, but I, most I, of the time I, the machine's too, broken, so I'm I can't get the cheese. Too messy for that. That's the problem. Like I don't want to. Dr- I don't want to drive in my <laughs> oh, own filth. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm all it, long trip. If I if I don't have to dress nice to be anywhere, dude, it's all over me. I don't care. Uh, no, the he's the, the only person he, that's ever shown up to my house. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, hey, can I take a shower real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do a lot of the times like. My uh, my go-to move is if I have a sober driver and I'm not using an Uber, um, I'll be like, can you take – like, we're on the way home. Can you just take me by, like, Speedway? And, like, I'll just – I'll spend, like, record amounts of money on just <laughs> just garbage food. And <laughs> Johnny knows because <laughs> – we had to wake up to do a podcast the next day at like nine in the morning. <laughs> donuts, <laughs> and I had powdered donuts. Like I had fallen asleep on the couch out directly outside this room. Powdered donuts all over me. Like I'd fallen asleep with no, the food on me. When I wake up, he's got a hand in the bag, six donuts on his chest, and his pit bull is just going to work and eating the donuts <laughs> on his chest. He's like, don't mind if I do. I'm just one of those guys, though, like drinking any kind of like fun activity. I am go, go, go until done. Until you're <laughs> and then I'm just, yeah. it's. It's whatever's happening. I'm out. Like, because we probably got home that night, and I was like, "Dude, Bumblebee just came on Amazon. Let's fucking watch it!" Like, super pumped about some shitty movie. <clears throat> but so, with the the fandom of the wrestling, and and I know uh, athletics is something you did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm not trying to be creepy about like doing all the research I've done about you, but I it's try like, to I've be been prepared. Watching you for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm going to need this, but one day this will pay off. (laughs) Today's the day. I wanted to, I, first of all, I wanted you to tell the listeners like, you know, with the sports that you were into when you were growing up, that kind of thing. And then I have a follow up question to that. As soon as we hear that. Sure. Um, I just lost audio on the headphones, by the way. So I don't know if that will affect recording. Keep going. I will keep going. Uh, so talking about, uh, sports, uh, that I grew up doing, um, I played baseball. That was my first love. Um, I played that for four years until just just physically people started to like. I, I peaked <laughs> at like <laughs> at like nine. Uh, yeah, it's good now. We're good. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I peaked at about nine with baseball. It's one of those things. I I've always been blessed with self awareness, which is really good. That's why my dreams have kind of changed periodically over time. Because when I was little, I was like, 
like really little. I was like, I'm gonna be a baseball player. And then I got to about age nine, and like I just couldn't throw as hard as everybody else anymore. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna play baseball. So then I, you know, I played basketball for a year, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I played soccer, uh, but football was the main one that I played kind of yeah. all the way through. I played that through high school. Um, I could be good enough at that. <laughs> yeah, my 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 question that I wanted to follow it up with was because I was just thinking about this the other day is the interesting experiences with coaches because I had when I grew up in high school. <clears throat> it's weird to think about it now, but are my, you allowed to talk about it after the case? Yeah, my <laughs> my coaches were all around like kind of our, like our age, like thirties, like kind of younger. But when you're when you're a kid, you think they're like the oh, adults. Yeah. They're yeah. they're the ones who yeah. got everything under control, whatever. And I just like I distinctly remember, you know, I had a coach that used to get really fired up in like halftime speeches and yell and scream and just be awesome, get you really fired up. And he literally like swung like to like fire up a guy, hit him like in the head and the help like helmet on and the kid went down and like was like kind of dazed and like and he like grabbed him by the helmet and he's like hey you're all right right and the kid's like uh-huh and like but you could tell and his eyes were Steve looking kind of his first concussion <laughs> you tell his eyes were kind of like cross-eyed so i just wondered if you had any kind of like fun like coach stories like any anybody that like did something ridiculous uh, i'm trying to remember like i I was very passionate about sports, but I didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, for me, it was most—it was primarily a fun thing to do with my friends. Yeah. Because again, it was that self-awareness thing kicked in. Like, like I wanted to be as good as I possibly could be at football in high school, for mm. instance. But I knew I wasn't gonna be going to college to play football. Right. <laughs> you so, know, so, so it's good that you had that realization because I thought I was gonna play professional football. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a lot of like I don't like especially like parental pressures or like coaches who are mm -hmm. super into it. Like that can happen. Um I remember I mostly messed with coaches. I was I was funny guy on the team. You know, so like surprise. Yeah, like <laughs> but like like I would get like not in trouble, but like my job was kind of to keep things light. Yeah, that was just sort of what because like we all had fun and we tried hard, but we weren't good. Right. You know, we weren't. <laughs> we went like four and seven my senior year, and like <laughs> it wasn't like we were great. We weren't going competing for anything, but but I used to do things like, um, you know, I would just like the first play of the game, I would just reach out and shake the hand of the guy in front of me, <laughs> you know, to kind of freak him out a little bit. That like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to hit this crippled guy all day. This is like I, I would do things like that, and that yeah. would be stuff that would make my teammates laugh, and we would all be loose and like, you know, I I would do things like that. Um, you know, I don't I don't remember. I remember having some like fired up coaches, yeah. but since I didn't take it that seriously, so it did, far, yeah. Like for me, it was more just like. All right, buddy. <laughs> like, All right, let's like, go. Cool. Because again, it was one of those things. If we were competing for state titles, maybe it would have been different. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, we're we're bad. Let's just have fun. Like, this yeah. is a cool thing for us to do. So, so I I went on that like sports tangent just because I was thinking about it. But then it's it's going to bring me back around to when you were talking about being a road dog, having the people that you have worked with, them knowing that you've put in the work, that kind of stuff. When we listen to Joe Rogan, when we listen to these like big podcasters, these big comedians and things like that, they always talk about their crew that they grew up with in the comedy world mm -hmm. and and who they're still friends with. Who are people that you are going to maybe be super famous one day and you guys are all doing your own cool shit? Who do you think is going to be those kind of people that you've kind of grown up with in the comedy world? Well, there's a couple that are already doing like really well that right. I, I basically started with around the same time. 
Uh, one of them is uh, Jackie Fabulous, who's actually on America's Got Talent as well this oh. year. So she was on the first episode. Um, Hell yeah. For anyone who saw my little thing, um, she was the uh, the black woman that I'm kind of sitting talking with and joking <laughs> with. That was the first time we saw each other in 10 years. And also oh, don't shit. say my little thing that has 1.9 million people yeah, that yeah, watch. And 10 million saw live. And then I, exactly. You know, and I, my, little, my little skits. <laughs> my little skits that I did. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were talking about this podcast, like that little podcast I did <laughs> yeah. in Indianapolis, yes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but that, that, was one of, that, was, that was a cool thing for me because like when you go, when I was going to that audition, like I didn't know what to expect. Like you kind of go, you sign in and you go in this holding room. And I'm it's like, gotta be so like, weird. It was like I don't know. These are super talented people. Like if you get there, you have something right. <laughs> that you can bring to. And then like the first person I saw was Jackie, who I started with like 12 years ago in L.A. and oh, hadn't yeah. seen in 10 years. And I was like, oh, oh, oh hey. <laughs> and then it was the, from there, like it was calmed down. So that was really cool. Um, I started with Andrew Santino. Mm-hmm. No I was shit. with him real early. Yeah, we've uh, I was doing the same open mics and stuff with him super yeah. early. Nice. Um, yeah, still a good friend of mine. I uh, awesome. when I went out there for the audition, we had lunch when I was out there. Like he's a, we nice. talk we talk Cubs baseball all the time. He's a huge Cubs fan <laughs> yeah. as well. That's kind of he's one of the funniest up and coming. I guess you could say up and coming. Like he's one of the funniest humans. Him and Theo Vaughn, man, I'm huge huge fans. Yeah, yeah, Santino's great, and and he's and he's a good dude. He's yeah. A, like I my my big thing, and this it's important to me now. If if I'm on that level or get to that level. Of like the people that I started with who will return my texts, yeah, you know, who like like once they get successful, like because that's like a big deal to me. It's like no, we were doing the same, yeah, terrible yeah. open mics, you know, in, in dangerous parts of L.A. for no people. We like, ain't shit together, man. Exactly, like, you know, we're doing these long car rides, and like when those some of those people, like I get it because people get busy and things change, but like. I always respect people like who will take the time to text me back, and Santino's always been that way. That's awesome. Through everything. So hey, once this podcast just shoots to the moon and we're we're <laughs> super rich and we're like Joe Rogan, I'll still I'll still return your text messages. I appreciate. Your, your well, I've already posted. blocked you guys on Twitter, so it's already, you're already blocked. So this is, I did this it is, during this. This is the this. last, <laughs> this is the last moment. <laughs> no, um, and then God, I'm sorry that I'm like jumping around, but uh, why? Uh, or what was the reason for going out to L.A. first? Because I feel like that's what you did first, right? Yes. I, I didn't know any better. That See, <laughs> like that was uh, – so, so, so it was kind of twofold. So I knew I wanted to try stand-up at some point um, right after I graduated college from doing theater. I love theater. I didn't like the ensemble part of it. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to tell my story, not right. Shakespeare's. That's right. kind of how <laughs> I looked at 100%. it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up. And I knew stand-up happened everywhere was there an inspiration like was there a person who inspired you to do it or was it just like and i you watched you you just had a thought and was like hey, i'm gonna fucking go for it uh, it's something i always just kind of wanted to do instinctively i think oh nice. um uh we did a talent show in first grade Holy and, shit. and for whatever reason I, my talent i didn't even know why i knew stand-up comedy was a thing but my yeah, t- I was great. I was like, like I'm gonna tell jokes, <laughs> and, awesome. I, and I read terrible jokes out of like a joke book. That's so good. Though. And that's it was still better than some of the open micers that I see now. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> um, no, but I, I just I just kind of I've always wanted to do it, and I didn't really know how or if it was gonna be professional. But I liked being that guy. Uh, Stand up comedy was one of the things that my dad and I bonded on. Um, we didn't have a super close relationship, but he would sometimes like you know let me stay up to watch like Gallagher oh. specials and things like yeah, that for sure. Um, but for me, it was like I wanted to start stand up, and I did. I knew it happened here, but I thought people were just sent here, right? Like I thought you had to go to you know New York and L.A. and go to the 
the stand up comic factory <laughs> and get built the stand up come. minor leagues. Yeah, well, <laughs> and the, that's the thing. Like I, I've I've told this story on the podcast before. Like I'm I'm always like super. I, I like to live vicariously through people like you because I I mean my dream when I was at Ball State was like as soon as I'm done at Ball State I'm fucking going to L A because I'm going to do the David Letterman route. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to start trying to figure out what I can be in, what I can be on, like what I can film, what I can do myself, that kind of thing. And then, you know, you meet the lady and then maybe you make a couple bad decisions and and have some uh, court cases pop up, but uh. <laughs> and then Pray you just, then you just then you just decide to not follow the dream. So like that's why doing this podcast and talking to people like you guys are inspiring to me because I'm able to at least pursue, I always think of it as a quarter of my dream by doing this, talking on a microphone, talking to you guys, and being able to live vicariously through you guys. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that like I don't take that for granted either because I know that circumstance often prevents people from from doing that. But it's it's there's always a grass is always greener component right. to it as well. Like uh, I, I love comedy. I love my life. I love what I'm doing right now. I I don't want to do anything else ever but there is a certain component like i'm glad this paid off <laughs> you know because this was fun a year ago but i was broke <laughs> it's hard for me to get booked i'm not married right. i don't have kids you know everyone i grew up with is married oh dude has that's kids, where we're at right you know now. and so like there's a component to that because that's like an important that's an important dream of mine as well. Right. And and I think sometimes people lose a little bit of sight of that because again, it's the grass is always greener. My friends that have families and like live these normal lives. Man, I wish I was living like you. Exactly. <laughs> They're I like, got, oh, it's cool. Can, you get to travel. You get to do everything. Can I read you a comment real quick? Sure. Somebody's on the Facebook Live. They said that's funny. Her name is Denise. Give a shout out to her, Denise. Her name's She's her name's Nicey on. Uh, on Twitter, she said, "That's funny because when I saw you on the show, the first thing I looked at my husband and said, he's great. So far, his only competition is that black lady from last week. You both are awesome. I'm rooting for you, though. Indy Strong, best of luck. Thank you so much, Denise. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's I'll, awesome. I'll let that black She's lady a- know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, actually, whenever I sent you that tweet, um, she was the very. She responded." 30 seconds later, it was like, oh, my God, I that would be so cool. So shout out to Denise because she's a it's, very like loyal, <laughs> very yeah, loyal follower. Right, yeah. It's so she's fun awesome. to have people that are strangers that care about our our thing that we're doing. It's insane. <laughs> like, like that, That's been one thing it's going to take me a little bit, and I don't want this to sound like, uh, oh, my diamond necklace is so heavy. No. <laughs> this is so crazy. No. But Look like, at daddy's drip. Yeah. No, but, but dude, like, but go, like, go, I, go as hard as you want on being cocky, because that's what I like. Like, like yeah. it, it, it's just so strange that, like, because for me, you know, since everything happened kind of overnight, and I, I know the progression of how hard I've worked, and this is just kind of the next step of what I've done. So for me, it's like, oh, now I've hit here. But for a lot of people, it's the first time they ever saw me, right. and it's super impactful to them, and that's weird to me a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like, like I'm glad I can like, help inspire and motivate people. Um, I did a show in Washington, Indiana, mm-hmm. a little small town by kind of Vincennes, yep. in Evansville, kind of in that area. Um, and when I was getting out of the car, there was a, a mother and her like teenage daughters that were there that were going to be at the show, and like one of her daughters was almost in tears. That's amazing. To get to meet me. Right. And like for me in my head, I'm like, that's bonkers. Like right. I'm, just, I'm just a dude who got good at telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm an old trailer park kid who yeah. just done. So like so it's still it's strange that like 
people want to see me on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and are like fans. Well, and that's like, and it's 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 I love it. Like it's great, but it's just surreal still. Yeah. And I, I just want you to I mean, you know, what I've always talked about on this show is like the the, the momentum. Like it's so weird. I feel like the world like I, this is completely getting deep and weird, but like I feel like the world and like our, our experiences kind of almost go in cycles because the summer is kind of the time that I feel like we've gotten to talk to people like you, like people that are doing awesome things. And I want all these people to keep doing that, keeping that momentum because like there's harnessing energy is like, I think a real thing and like kind of keeping writing that and kind of pushing for it too. Cause there's times where I'll have a couple of weeks where the podcast just feels dead. Like I just feel dead I, I can tell that the the energy's not there. We like we are off on like we're not on the same oh, page. I get, I get the same thing with shows. I can have a yeah. week or two where I'm like I'm not funny anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and what did I do? And what's scary to me is I have a theory that like looking at Facebook memories, you can kind of see that cycle, which is weird because I feel like seasons do actually affect that. And I know that's like I don't know. You can kind of control your own fate with that too because you can see it coming. and You can be like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. But at the same time, you kind of can see it coming. Well, there's something that you just said that uh, reminds me of a quote that's very important to me by Joe DiMaggio when you said... uh, I've heard of him. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) When you said, uh, you know, like, this is the first time that these people are seeing me. Like, you know, Joe DiMaggio, when he said, you know, I play the way I do because somewhere up in that stands, there's some kid who's never seen me play and I owe him my best. Yeah, and and that's something, like, by by no means do I think I'm on that sort of level. But but I've always thought that, too. Like, but that's the thing that, like... I always get frustrated when comics don't try hard because there's only four people in the audience or something like that. Because for me, like I look at it like, okay, yeah, that sucks. I would rather the room be packed. Mm. But those four people did their job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, right? they showed up. They're the ones. <laughs> be mad at the empty seats, not at the people who actually exactly. did And you part. never know how powerful of an influence those four people could have yeah. just some just of, helping you network like, some hey, of my most this. loyal fans like people will come to everything people i've become friends with has been from shows like that yeah where you could have a personal connection with four people <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's why for me like and maybe i'll get tired of it like a lot of it's really fresh now and i'm mm-hmm. gonna try my best because it's fun but like everyone who's recognized me and wants to take a picture that's amazing everyone who wants to buy a ticket to see a show that's amazing because Nobody has to like you, right? No matter like no matter how hard oh, yeah. you work or what you do, even in how, everyday life, no. yeah, <laughs> nobody gives a shit. You are. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to keep that in the back of my head. Like, that's the quote I tell myself every day. Is like, no one has to like you, right? So, uh, so don't take this for granted. Don't. I, <laughs> I bet you've never had anybody be like, "Hey, man, I know this joke you could use." Oh, it ne- <laughs> never happens. It, it, I bet it never happens. Yeah, it's ever. not the entirety of my inboxes <laughs> right? right now. But hey, whenever this is over, I kind of wanted to yeah. talk to you because, about. <laughs> It's so Johnny's insane. gonna pitch you some <laughs> yeah, jokes. After it's this. so insane, and like I thought I was pretty clear with the sarcasm of it. I made a Twitter post, <laughs> yeah, basically that's like, man, I wish somebody would send me some jokes to try, especially strangers. <laughs> that never happens, and people were like, okay. <laughs> Here you so, go. The the worst thing is, I was actually sitting there trying to figure out how to send you a joke that was a joke about the post, and I'm, I'm like, stop just, it, idiot. Like, I, and, and that's another one of those things too. But like, like. To a certain, it is annoying as it can kind of get sometimes because most people, if they send me a joke, it's like it's a pun, yeah. it's some kind of what I whatever. love puns by the way. Yeah, but but it doesn't fit with what I do. And like right, like there, there's just this weird disconnect of like, okay, if I've been doing this 13 years, and I've managed to get on 
one of the largest television shows in the world. I might have figured this out. (laughs) (laughs) I might not, after two minutes, (laughs) I might not immediately be like, oh, no. (laughs) I only had two minutes. I'm so sorry, Simon. I just just realized I can't do this. I I was hoping people would tweet me, and they didn't. (laughs) Nobody tweeted me jokes, so I don't know what to do. He sat up there and was just like... I got nothing. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, That'll I'll be home. my time. I'll go home now. <laughs> but, but like, there's even a little like it's still a little flattering too, because like if people take the time to even like, I want to help him, e- even if the help is misguided. Oh, yeah. it's still that they take the time to like, you know what? I like what you do so much. I want to be a part of that yeah. <laughs> in um, some little way. And in like today's day and age, like people don't understand the power of like. A share button. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I know it sounds... In... People on the outside don't understand, but, like, to people like us, like, when they hit that retweet, when they hit that share, like, that's... You're opening up what we do to a whole new audience, and maybe, you know... I yeah, know. I went on a whole rant on it, like, two weeks ago, where I was like, you know what? People that are strangers to me are sharing this with their friends, coworkers. I'm pissed at you guys that are my closest friends that don't give a fuck about what I'm Damn. doing at all. I actually saw your content through a stranger. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the way, and it's, I don't know, not to get too inside baseball about the analytics of yeah. all that, but as silly as it sounds, that's why it's super important that, like, if especially if it's up-and-coming people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow them on Twitter. Follow Because those numbers actually matter. They and do. Not, like, from talking to people, because, like, the business, a lot of it's, um, what I was kind of told was, like, it's risk reduction yeah if, if you can show that like oh well i have fifty thousand instagram followers then you are more of a sure thing than someone who has 50 instagram right. followers because <clears throat> the people that might be paying you to do a show will look at it and be like oh well he has this built-in fan base oh. he knows how to market so like that's why that stuff's important if you want to support someone share their stuff yeah because that all helps it seems stupid because social media can be Nonsense. Well, and, <laughs> and, very and, the, toxic, and the thing is, but... is the whole the the whole issue with or not whole issue, but one of the biggest issues with that is social media is so tailored to the person and the the individual that it's not tailored to be like, hey, you should share this. It's I've... like it's tailored to like, what can we give you to make your experience better on this? Right. And so and so the fact is, is people that have developed a following and people that have developed that kind of fo- like people that will interact with stuff and retweet and favorite stuff. They've done something that I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure yep. it out right now. Like, me I mean, it, it, I it, it took me getting on NBC <laughs> <laughs> for people to care about. It's, sharing it's, my it's stuff so wild. Uh, I feel Chris- terrible for my followers at the moment. Cause it's like, I'm either sharing a podcast. I'm sharing comedy. Yeah. Um, sports, or I'm drunk and in my feelings, and I'm. <laughs> Man, 1999 was. Great. Here's how you need to motivate yourself, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> no, uh, we had a comment from another guy that we do podcasts with here in Indianapolis. He's uh, Carthage, Indiana. One of the biggest podcasts out of Carthage. Highly Indiana. inappropriate, man. They, uh, um, if they ever reach out to you, just give them give them a chance. Okay. He wanted a incredible. he wanted a. Um, Advice for somebody interested in doing stand up because he wants to do stand up. Um, the this is kind of the for me it's the starter kit for doing comedy. Uh, write five minutes that you think is funny, not what you think other people would think is funny, 
and then just get off your ass and go do it. I have such a hard time writing something that I think is funny. Yeah. Well, that's the catch. Because I think a lot of people, when they originally start writing, because I had this problem too. I can't to... deliver it the way it's coming out of my In head. head, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people, they're just like, okay, what do what do people think is funny? No, who cares? What do you think is funny? Right. Figure that out. And then the, the biggest thing I think that people have with starting is they overthink it way too much. That's me. The, the, the first six months of doing comedy at least is getting up there and surviving and just <laughs> like like going up there telling your jokes and then when you get off stage asking yourself do i want to do this again right and if the answer is yes go do it again because spoiler alert you're going to be terrible right you're going to be so bad are yeah. you sure because i long, feel like i'd be you're, you're going to be the worst <laughs> you're 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 going to be the worst like think about the worst people and then think about you down here. Yeah, well, I, I do have a lot of jokes that people have sent me that I can give you to, <laughs> to start with. You can start with that. That might help you out. Well played, sir. Yeah, there you go. But, go ahead and uh, DM me those jokes. I'll, I'll yeah, start but, reading them off. But but the thing that you should do if you want to do stand-up, find an open mic, Just go do, do it. it. There's so many, and that's that leads perfectly. Hey, did you hear that, Justin? Yeah, I, I'm going to do it. I am going to yeah. do it. Because like, you, you, you can prepare. Com- comedy is one of the very few talents or like art forms where the only way you can know if you're good at it is to do it in front of actual people. Right. You can sit in here for 10 years with a guitar and know you're good yeah. by the end of it and then yeah. go sh- you know share it with the world. But comedy, you can think something's hilarious and then you say in front of people and it's not. Like you have <laughs> to actually test it in front of strangers. And that's why it's terrifying and that's well, why people have a lot of I trouble. I mean, he already started. knows how to bomb every time he talks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Motivation, bitch. No, uh that it's something that I want to try. Chris Duncan wants to try it. We 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 are going to do I'm going to do, do it. it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to suck. Go but eat that bucket of dicks my, and get better for it. My biggest my, and the thing is is like I'm not even looking at it as that's the thing that I ultimately want to do. I just think it's going to get me to where I want to be with being able to network with the people that I want to be around and like creative because I feel like I'm creative, but like I, Johnny is like one of the only friends I have that's like, oh yeah, let's do something. Like let's create something. Like let's make a video or let's do something dumb and like try to record it. And I think that if I started working and like and trying to do stuff around those people, I'm a likable guy in person. I hope, like, <laughs> so. So I feel like people like might people guy. might still like me even if I'm terrible at what I'm doing. You know, in front of them. Yeah, and and that's the like. There's a lot of like gatekeeping in stand up comedy that like like people think like, oh, don't do this if you're just if you're not here to try to make it big or yeah. No, stand up can be fun. Like some people, if you just want. to Oh, do I it, want to make it big. I just don't think I'm good enough. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And again, you're gonna suck for a long time. That's just how it works. Like, like it, it takes ten years to become an overnight success in comedy. That's just how it works. Yeah, it takes a long time, and and, and it's it's very thankless too. That's why it's so hard. And I'm glad it went so well in America's Got Talent because especially with those kind of shows, you can see somebody sing or see somebody juggling knives or whatever it is. And even if it's not your thing, you can be like. Well, they're, they're clearly talented. That's, yeah. You know, they're, they're good at That's it. pretty good talent. Yeah, but, but with stand-up comedy, the way that people's mind works, if they don't think you're funny, that means you're a talentless hack. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, mean that you're just not true. for them. Yeah. Well, I didn't laugh, uh, so they're terrible, and they shouldn't be here. Right. It's like you don't go to a museum and cover up a piece of art because you don't like it. Yeah. Like, that... Uh, yeah, yeah, it, that it's so strange. so bad when people... Yeah, and, and, and uh, comedy's even, like, it's extra weird for, like, 
because like if you're good at it, it does it looks effortless. Yeah, they don't, they don't, oh, they, they, they don't see the the time that went into it and like all the how hard the actual work is. It just looks so easy and natural. So then people also think, like, well, he's funny, but like, is that really a strong talent? Because look how easy. <laughs> right. It I have is a, I have a specific example of that. We were on a golf trip this past weekend, and we got a little too drunk the first night. So the second night, we kind of just hung out. That seems at to the... be a theme for you, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> first night, because I like to go hard that first, you know, like as soon as I have that freedom, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But then, you know, I deal with it the next day. But we were uh, we were sitting, and one of my buddies pulled up Netflix and was like, hey, let's watch some comedy specials. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, what are you into? And uh, I was like, I kind of listed a couple things that I hadn't seen. I was like, oh, I kind of want to see that. He pulls up like Anthony Jeselnik. Who's that fantastic. that guy blew my mind. I'd never watched him. Really, I'm I was gonna be 100 percent honest. I've never like because hey, back to a His similar delivery. story of yours, which is I feel like I'm a diehard fan, but don't take it that seriously and don't follow everybody. I kind of like the stuff that I like, and I sure. kind of stick around that. He showed me that, and I was like, holy shit. Jesselnick's Everything dark. he says, because the thing is, is it almost like sucks you in, like you want to guess what he's gonna say. Yep. And it's then cool. he blows you away with the funny punchline. Yeah, it, like, like it's he, such a genius way of doing it. He is so delivery. good. Yeah, he is so good that like even though you know every single joke's gonna be a bait and switch, yeah, you're still surprised <laughs> exactly. every time. Exactly. Like that's how good he is because that's his style. Every joke is him saying not what you would expect him to say, and it still gets you every time. And it's, it's so offensive good. as hell. But oh, the I'm thing so is, 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 it. is the is if you take it with the grain of salt of it as being comedy it's fucking hilarious yeah. just accept it even if it pisses you off you don't like dead baby jokes whatever you don't like it's a funny and you, joke and you know how he got there to make you enjoy that he ate a bunch of shit oh he i'm went sure for it. i'm sure so fucking could you imagine him starting that <laughs> yeah. like that same style good god yeah, I mean that's that's their stories about how how much like Mitch Hedberg used to just eat it night after night after night after and then night because, just no, because no one got it, no became, one understood what he was becomes doing. Becomes an icon, exactly. So there's there's something to be said about just stupid perseverance, right? <laughs> <Just> being <laughs> too dumb to quit. A great way to describe it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and 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 that that's what comedy is. Like that's why like I love it. Like even some of the negative stuff I've got, you know, I've been told. Like, oh, you shouldn't talk about your handicap because it's, you know, it's cheating or you're like, it's too. And I'm like, Wait, Man. my words are cheating? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Wait, no, no, my life is. That's the oh, problem. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. it, I, I, I have I have an angle. I have something to talk about. So I'm kind of like, like that. that's like one of the weirdest things. Like That's preposterous. Like, like cause for, <laughs> because like for me, I, I don't always want to be the guy who's talking about his disability by any means. But right now, it's super important for me to be that guy. Because nobody talks about people with disabilities. Right. We are very underrepresented. Um, these numbers might not be exact, but like one in five Americans has a disability. Only 2% of people in entertainment actually have disabilities. Oh, I could have 100% it's, believed it's that. Way, it's like the scope is way off. And with comedy especially, like why I double down and I really want to talk about these things, it's important. I want to – representation is very important to me. And also just the fact that like – if a black guy is talking about living as a black guy, no one's like, talk about cats more. <laughs> we don't. Do you have anything else other than your life? But for some reason, if you have a disability, because it's still so taboo and it's still so kind of like uncomfortable for people, they're like, I think he's like, it's 
he's just relying on that and not like like those are people up. that are yeah that can't be normal people that's like co- comedians that are it, definitely it, it's that. comics and, and it's and it's people who think they're experts on things that's, that they're not that's Ridiculous. something that I have been naive to I've never once given much thought to anything that you just said really you know like. I was always like, hey, you know, he's funny, you know, awesome. I like him or her because they're funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done, I never really I've done looked com- at it. I've from... done comedy. I've done like showcases for like clubs, and I've crushed. But then they're like, well, do you talk about anything else? Who cares if I do or not? I just crushed. <laughs> what do you care? Right. We're about to get the we're about to get the asses in the seat for another night in a row. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Not to say that I'm like Larry the Cable Guy, like successful, but like he yeah. talks about nothing but dirt, 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 <laughs> and he crushes. And who who cares? Who cares if it's not like intellectual enough or not diverse enough? Dude puts asses in seats. Shut up. I'm just having a hard time wrapping around, wrapping my mind around like somebody actually coming up and be like, hey, uh. That was pretty good, but yeah, all the time. Like, <laughs> I've had pe- I I had somebody. I was doing a show for Mensa. Are so you these a- so these people should be smart. They are smart. <laughs> and and like and I I did the show. I did thirty minutes. Probably half of it was disability. Half was other stuff. And a, a woman came up to me after and was like, "I'd love to hear your non-disabled set sometime because you don't need to do it." <laughs> Is there such thing? Bitch, that's as- my life. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, don't talk about you as much because that makes <laughs> yeah, me uncomfortable. Like, we don't f- want to know about that. It's 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 surreal to me. And so every time I hear that, I double down. I would. I'm too. like, you're gonna learn about what this is like. Right. This isn't gonna be an after school special for you. I'm not gonna <laughs> inspire you. You're gonna learn my life. That's if like you, if you don't want me to joke about my disability, stop staring at me in public. <laughs> like, date me, hire me for a real job. If I have to live with the negatives, you're gonna hear <laughs> me Absolutely. talk about it. It's like so. Like all I'm gathering is these people are so uncomfortable yep. with themselves. <laughs> like what in the fuck? Like, <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see people that way. I look at it as like you're either an asshole or you're cool. I don't give a fuck what you got going on. Yeah, and and, and, I, and, it, and, and I, it's my experience. You know, it's like, like I don't like it's it's because people can't if they a lot of people anyway if they don't directly relate to it, they don't have the time for it. That's why so many people like are so like you know anti woman now with all this stuff because like oh I'm a white man so who cares <laughs> who care I don't want to hear about a woman's perspective because I'm not a woman so it doesn't right. matter to me and it's like to not have that kind of empathy to be able to listen to someone's story and how things affect them is just mind boggling yeah and and, 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 I, and I'll be a hundred percent honest again when it comes to that kind of stuff <clears throat> I live in a, I. This is why I probably will not be good at comedy or anything like that <laughs> because I live in a bubble of just like everything's pretty cool for me. Like, I don't really ever like, and people bitch and complain on social media and stuff like that. And they, they'll do their thing. And I just keep scrolling right past it because I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not getting into it. Every now and then I'll come on something that come across something that I'm like, you know what? That's, that's a little ridiculous. And then I'll like maybe, but then I, it's almost like, uh, you know, having too much to drink the night before. I always regret it after I jump into that <laughs> argument on Facebook. But it's one of those things that I do. I may live in that bubble, but at the same time, I always think of the like positive side of things. So like if somebody if there's if there's people that are in like having a movement or something, I always I'm trying to look for. So where is the realness in this? And then I'm going to support that. Like, I'm not going to support the people that are going wildly crazy about something because normally the people that are going wildly crazy about something are the people that are 
not truthful about what they believe in, if that makes yeah, sense. Or, or they're just counterproductive right. on what they're trying to get done. Right. Because there's a lot of that, too. I, I'm very liberal by nature. I'm not afraid to say that. But I also know a lot of people who are passionate about liberal mm-hmm. things. Have you ever heard of so Boss Hog Liberty? podcast have you ever heard of the boss hog Liberty podcast i have not we're we're gonna like every person we come on we're gonna be like all right so you got a like central indianapolis southeast no they're great we've got a whole circuit that you need to be on no it's they they have a a fantastic no i know i love them i'm just you know if that's your viewpoint i you know i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying that like every time somebody comes on i'm like dude you should check out this one (laughs) you should be on this one because it's i love all those i love all those guys that we've done shows with and i I love the fact that you decided to come on ours and it just makes us feel like we have something here that, you know, that you can spread the message that you're doing with their fans and their fans are very diehard. Like not to make you uncomfortable, but if you didn't come on, we were going to hit the kill switch on this whole thing. Huh. <laughs> just going to well, close down the whole juice of the morning. You know, podcast. Like, no now, more. Now I regret coming. <laughs> I, I, I could have ended this Whoa. for everybody. I could have saved so many people. That's, that's, what I, that's what I wanted to ask you too, though, is have you, have you ever thought about starting a podcast so that you can kind of talk about the stuff? It's you, not very like, popular or anything. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see if the, form catches on <laughs> if anyone actually um sort of like for me i'm still in like the weird like is anything i need to say important enough that i right. have to say it once a week you seem like a worker hey. though yeah you don't seem like somebody who really wants to sit still you seem like somebody who wants to I, go out and... i'm a road dog like yep. that's yeah. the thing like like for me like so far the most exciting prospect of of agt and how it's blown up for me is now I get to go on the road everywhere. Like right. all these places I've been trying to get into for years are now asking me to come in. That's so fantastic, so like, though. So That's awesome. So for me, it's like I'm finally get to like I I had a goal when I first started comedy. You know, I want to perform in all 50 states. Fuck I'm yeah. gonna be able to knock out a whole lot yeah. more of those. How close are you? Uh, I'm at like 28. That's still I think. pretty fucking good. Um, I've only got 47 more to go. What? <laughs> <laughs> Math joke, Johnny jokes. All right, is it public school? <laughs> yeah. So like, like, but for me, like, that's kind of kind of what it is. Like, if if I think can think of a topic or something specifically I want to talk about in that context, I would do it. But I like being on podcasts more than I would like the actual work of hey it's me a, too it's so much more fun <laughs> being on other people's Absolutely. shows yeah. it's, I, I like it's being a, a guest now i get to go home <laughs> i don't gotta edit any of this i don't gotta uh, do anything it's a lot harder work than people i think understand like yeah. it's physically exhausting like yeah there, there's a lot to and, and i mean that's what i like i would i've never said never done it but i have enough friends that do it and even just you know i've done stand-up forever a lot of people kind of mistaken like oh you get paid that much money for an hour like, yeah, yeah, but I'm... I had to drive twelve. <laughs> I've and, had to and write know, thousands write, of hours. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I'm away from my family. I miss birthdays and anniversaries, and you know, I'm not married because I've dedicated so much right. of my time to this. And there's so much other sacrifice. But yeah. like, yeah, but you just talk for like an hour. Yeah, stand. Under yeah, this, okay, okay. Stand that's... under this light for an hour and let it fucking fry. Yeah, that's you. right. In, in front of strangers who don't have to love you. Yeah. You know how hard it is to make people who have no reason to care if you're alive or dead. <laughs> like literally, you're nothing to these people, and then you have to make them love you in a very short amount of time. Yeah, go ahead. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, so so before we get out of here, the last thing I wanted to get to was I'm so fat, I just broke the button on my shorts. <laughs> just casually? Yeah, just casually sitting here. He just laughed a little too hard and it just popped up. I did. You made me laugh so hard. 
<laughs> I, I thought I had a joke I there. don't know. That might get a little weird if the joke is your button popped off your pants. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, so <clears throat> I know that it's a, I mean, I feel like it's a cliche question, but I like to ask it. Is there is there a moment that you would get to that you're like, I've made it? Was the age, like, is the AGT that, or is there something that you look forward to more? Um, For me, I, I've never thought in terms like that right because i want to always be working right. towards something this was obviously this is a huge milestone for me i by no means want to this is you know the it's the biggest talent show in the world seen by millions of people i get to show up at least one more time <laughs> so nice. that's getting seen again um i've worked really hard for that but for me it's just the beginning i don't want to do this talent show and then go get a real job right exactly. <laughs> sure. like, i heard uh enterprise rent a car has great benefits are nice yeah yeah so for me like uh and, and i think this is like what i've kind of heard from people like i don't have this like goal where i'm like oh if i get this i'm done right and i think it's a you know it's like i said i asked the question but i think it's a dumb question because like ultimately if you are if you you wouldn't be here with us doing a podcast if you were like yeah if i like make a million dollars i made it so whatever i'll do whatever i do yeah, after yeah. that yeah i want I, I want to keep creating there's still things i want to say other things i want to do do you want to write like do you want to do like a absolutely. film television anything like that absolutely yeah that's the thing um i'm okay. super in love with that and i have no idea how to do it once yeah. again that's another thing that i'm like trying to figure out yeah for me like like i got into stand up cuz i love stand up i know a lot of people will start stand up because like oh it's an avenue to TV or movies mm-hmm. or whatever else they do. I love stand-up, and I will do this literally to the day I die. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me also, it's important to me. Like, I, I said it on AGT during that, you know? Like, like I want to be on television because people who look like me aren't on television. Right. And I want to be in movies because people who look like me aren't in movies. And I want to write a book, and I want to do a one-man show, and I'll, I'll learn to rap if I want to, <laughs> you know, do <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I, if I wanna, it just tickles your fancy, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I want to do enough, though. Like, I want to keep working because my people who look like me, I almost said my people, which is really <laughs> condescending and <laughs> pretentious. <laughs> my people are not. No, but, like, people who look like me, they're, we're so underrepresented still that I'm going to keep working on new stuff until that's not the case and then i'm gonna work harder right so like i don't know how to approach this without sounding like an asshole but like how do we help promote you with getting the word out on this disability like you just let me be on the podcast and yep. yeah and you let me talk and tell my story and share my nonsense tweets <laughs> you know, I, I love all, it all yeah. that kind of normal stuff because that's the thing like it's about normalizing things yeah you know i'm not allowed to uh, you know, people with handicaps are desexualized, so I'm not allowed to want to be in a relationship to a lot of people. I'm not allowed to, like, I, my job to a lot of people is to inspire them, mm-hmm. is to make them. There, there's an actual, um, there's a term for it. It's called inspiration porn. Um, <laughs> so um, people have, like, they, and, like, they don't understand how condescending this is. We probably, you've all probably seen some kind of version of, it'll be, like, a meme, and it's a picture of, like, a little kid who she doesn't have legs, but she has, like, the blades to run. Mm-hmm. And then it'll say something like, what's your excuse? Yeah. Well, you're fat and lazy. That's your, <laughs> you're, you're pathetic. That's what your excuse is. She's running because she likes to run. Her job isn't to make able-bodied people yeah. get up and move. Just let her run. She's right. a human. And, and people do that to people with disabilities all the time. I'm supposed to be – that's why a lot of, like, e- even people in the, dis- uh, the handicap community sometimes because – 
my normal act is pretty gruff. It's I I talk real stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not always like you know Christian clean how right. I talk about things. A lot of my act is like here's dumb stuff that you do. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wow. here's like, and a lot of people even think that's too aggressive because handicapped people aren't supposed to do that. But if no one else is saying it, exactly, and I, that's mean? why I've kind of taken that like, well, if no one else is gonna. Like, no, I'm just – leave me – until you start treating me just like nothing's a big deal, you're going to have to deal with this. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've I've want to do this. That's awesome. Well, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on doing the show with us. It's been a fantastic time. Uh, we got to wrap it up sometime. Yeah. I feel like I – like I said – You just opened my mind. I I always I know that it's a – it's you know? a great show because I could sit here and just like ask you. Like I have like seventeen thousand questions that I haven't asked yet, but well, we have you, to we have to end it to, sometime. I'll tell you what. After um after my next one airs in July, I'll come back. Let's fucking we'll, we'll, do we'll it. Talk yeah. some more. We'll, yes, uh, we'll, I appreciate we'll, we'll that, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you were really ready. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean don't get the wrong idea. It's because you guys live close to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're if ready. If this was to... inconvenient at all, I would not have done it. But... I went from very humbled to heartbroken. And, yeah, and no, you were man. ready to cancel the show <laughs> yeah, too. Right. I remember Andy blocked us on Twitter, so <laughs> I think I think we might be done. I got but... burner accounts, bitch. <laughs> But no, um, so when's the, when's the, I mean, the next one airs tonight, but this show's not going to come out until Promote Monday. Promote the so, shit out of yourself, sir. So do, do you, Let I mean, are you allowed know. to say when you're on next? I mean, I know we're not allowed would, to talk I would to be that. allowed to say if I knew when. Okay. So the the judge cuts are in July sometime. Okay. I have not been given the specific date yet. Okay. But uh, just watch the show. Yeah. Um, both, both because it's a, it's a fun good family show. I know I just talked about how I'm not a family friendly guy all the time, but like <laughs> it, it's a good, it's a good show. Um, because of doing the show, a lot of the other acts are my friends now. Right. So support my friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're they're also people you who give have worked e- hard. Them shout outs, like um, shout out whoever I, you want. I don't man. know if I'm allowed to. Actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I'm allowed Sorry. to. Sorry about that. But, and, but, and but, the... but no, they're they're like all those people. Even if they don't do what I do, and they're maybe not the same talent or something you don't like, they're all busting their ass as well <laughs> right. to get there. So kind of just support that because a lot of them are. Exactly like me, you know, like just fi- someone finally gave them a chance right. <laughs> to show what they do. And the last part about that, and you may not be able to even answer that, uh, or this, is there a, like, because I'm sure this the show's had multiple seasons, so is there like an amount of time that they give the comedians for their, like, if if you were to make it past the, like, the auditions things, and you were going to be on, like, another show, or, well, you already made it past the first one, but if you were on, like, the next presentation you of you do they write. give you more time or do you write something new or are you going to bring something that you already have honed or are you going to write um, stuff it's between? a com- it's a combination of both yeah um you sort of uh you get to pitch what you want to do right basically. and do they and they and they do give more time i assume for the well, it, it, you next round you get the same amount of time it, oh it, really wow still, you still get that like you know 90 seconds to two wow. and a half minutes that chunk so you still got because i'm always thinking and i know i'm terrible because like i said i don't watch a lot of network television um it's crazy to think about that because i feel like with like american idol back in the day it was like your first song was like a sample of like 30 seconds or like a minute and then like as they got further into the show they gave them longer like songs i guess like letting them sing the entire thing so i assumed that you know, the audition was this, and then the next one you get, like, 10. Then the next one, like, maybe you get, like, you know, whatever amount of time. Uh, my, yeah. yeah. But that's that's crazy. Just, that's awesome, though. Just, yep, so you just got to kill it in that, yep. that short amount of time, which I 
thoroughly think you're going to do. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope so. I believe in you, man. <laughs> I, would like to, I believe in you. Rooting for you. Thank you. Thank well, you so much. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Newmiller for Johnny Bouton and myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, f- follow me on the social medias if you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout, I'm shout sorry. I, a, he, he didn't did. give that we, to we, you. We had like a 10-minute talk about how important <laughs> that is. <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm actually excited that he mentioned my name this time. Exactly. Good for him. <laughs> that he remembered you're here. This is why Johnny needs a new uh, host of the show. It is at Cripple Threat. Cripple Threat 8. I fucking love that the number name, by eight. the way. Yes. And... God damn it. Now I feel like an idiot. I'm going to like recut like a promo at the very beginning of the show and give you all your social media and all that stuff. No, I probably won't do that. that. Sounds like a lot of work. But no, at Cripple Threat 8 on, is it all social media? Yeah. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, just basically anything. If it's Cripple Threat 8. I actually have the, uh, the person who owns Cripple Threat. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Uh, on, on Instagram hit me up because he was getting a lot of messages. <laughs> Wait, what? So, so, so there's a guy who's just crippled threat. Well, you got to remember eight. So there's so how I'm, many before? I'm the yeah, I'm, I'm the eighth uh, in the line, in the great line of crippled threat. So he was David Bowie in your Vanilla Ice. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just had crippled threat. Like I think originally when I came up with crippled threat eight, it was for like a gamer tag, mm-hmm. and crippled threat was taken, and eight's just my favorite yeah, number, so I added to. it. That's nice. just what I did. Um, but like the guy who is Cripple Threat on Instagram, like he messaged me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting a lot of messages. Uh, I don't watch the show, but I'll send them your way." And he's like the <laughs> nicest guy. So we've kind of like become weird buddies. It's awesome <laughs> now, that you're awesome. nice to him because if like if I happened to have done that, I would have been like, "Hey, you got like 500 bucks or yeah, something? Like so I got good. Cripple, I got this name. So yeah. what do you want to do with yeah. it?" He just seems, he just seems like uh, a good guy. And nice. He's, and he's been supportive. That's he's awesome, kinda, though. Yeah. So and, and I'm I, I like the eight. I do a joke about it in my act, so it's like it's, I'm stuck with it now. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So, Cripple Threat 8. Dude, this was awesome. Thank cool. you so Thank much. You. Man, God, I keep thinking of stuff. The the <laughs> Jurassic Park-style oh, shirt yeah. that I've seen, is that available somewhere uh, that we've we can looking. buy? Right now, it's only in sticker form, Okay, and I sell them at shows. Man, we got to get a shirt. Uh, I, I'm, working, shirt? I'm working at getting some shirts uh a lot of this kind of happened a little faster than I thought right. it was going to. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I'm in the process of doing that. But um, but I'll, I'll have uh, shows and st- uh, yeah. I have shirts for shows coming as up. As soon as soon. possible, let us yeah. know because I'll buy it. Like if it's on the internet, whatever, you we'll buy it immediately. Any, any local shows coming up that um, you want to promote? When is this airing? You said Friday? Monday. Oh, so, so next Monday? Next Monday. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to think stuff will be passed already. Sorry. Um, I mean, I can put it out earlier, but like I try to keep that schedule. Um, and then that. I think on. July 25th. I'm in Zionsville. Hell, dude. <laughs> Does that count? Let's mark it down. Yeah, I think cause... that's the date that I got. Let me. I can yeah, mark that down because you're the responsible one. I'll. Because uh... the only thing that we have is July 13th is the Summer Bash, and it's in Bogstown, Indiana. It's 20 bucks. All you can drink. Yeah, all you can drink. All you can drink. All you can eat for 20 bucks, and it's uh, got like seven of the dopest bands. Like, uh, they're hiring bartenders. It's, yeah fancy it's gonna it's gonna be awesome insane but after that i don't think i have a whole lot going on in july but i also really want to come see you live now that we've had you on the show yeah because absolutely. seeing you live before once again i was one of those people who didn't know you really so now having yeah, this I conversation surprise <laughs> i'd be a pleasant surprise when people come to a show now people are there on purpose yeah it's terrifying and and i want to like 
I've, like I've said, I've, I've tried to, as soon as we've had somebody on, I want to try to see them as much as possible and support them because that's the, that's the reason you do this. Um, Ray Hensley is somebody that does the open mic at Jokers. Yeah, Ray's a good friend of mine. And love seeing him. Every time I can see him, I think he's hilarious. And he's the one who's kind of like, I've traveled up to Jokers and just watched like three or four times. And I, I just need to tell him one day, all right, I'm going to go up too. But I just got to get there. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you guys all listening. Thanks, we will everybody. we will see you guys uh, next week. If you get the chance, not if you get the chance, go fucking watch um, uh, America's <laughs> Got Talent. Do it. Um, and do it, or it's technically if a you hate don't, crime. I'll sneak. <laughs> just if you that. don't, I'll sneak into your bedroom window and kill you. <laughs> all right, no, all right, edit all right. that out. So I, so I gotta, I gotta turn this off over there. But I appreciate you coming on again. I, pre- I know it's hot in here. Absolutely um, humbled. But right, we'll get out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. Oh no, I just clicked. You didn't do it again, did you? No, I. Last time you were like, oh no, I clicked the wrong button, you deleted the entire episode. Well, no, I did, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm not redoing I can't remember what I said. I, I got I think nothing. I, I think I... Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the morning.